The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Analyzing markets and financial news, this is Financial Issues Week in Review. Well, welcome to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for our beloved uh, founder, Dan Celia, who's gone into glory earlier this year. We hope you all had a, a very blessed Labor Day. We hope that you enjoyed and celebrated the fruits of your labor with your family. We hope you got some much-needed rest. I know that I did. I encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Now, that's a way that this ministry serves Everyone, there is no cost to the weekly newsletter. It comes out on Friday afternoons, and it is very, very well put together. It's going to give you a summary of all of the economic news that's happened during the week, and you can kind of skim over that. You can get a really good idea of where the economy is, where the markets are. And if you want, you can click on those articles and dig a little deeper. So um, there is no cost for that. We don't share your information, and we won't send you an email every week asking for money. If you are watching us, uh, are we out of YouTube jail yet? <laughs> yeah, we're still in YouTube jail, Shannon. Okay, yeah, so I think you're we'll not. Be in- We'll be in YouTube jail for another couple days, maybe. Or, you know, if they find something else that they don't like, maybe we'll be in for another month. Who knows? I got you. <laughs> so you are not watching us on YouTube this morning. We hope you have found our phone app so that you can watch us no matter what happens. Uh, we are have po- we do have podcasts on Spotify and Apple. And if you're watching us live on Facebook, please share us with friends and family. And also, um, over the weekend, I checked us out on Truth Social. So if you're not on Truth Social, we encourage you to go over there and follow us there as well. If you are listening to us on a Saturday, make sure that you get the phone app so that you can catch us live all week. We did have a an instance where somebody tried to call in last Saturday um, and couldn't get us. They thought the show was live, but um, it is not live on Saturday. It is just kind of a compilation of the week. So if you're a partner, you saw another alert come out <laughs> last week, and um, we're we asking you to do a little bit something different. So we are getting very, very concerned with the number of companies that are falling into the trap of supporting the LGBTQ agenda. And so we are um, putting together an action plan for that, and we ask you to be in prayer with us until the next partner conference call, which is scheduled for the 22nd of this month, where we will share with you what God has been putting on our hearts. So be prepared for that. Also wanted to tell you about a legacy campaign that we are embarking on today officially throughout the month of September. As you all know, if you've been a listener for a while, September is our last month of our fiscal year here at the ministry. And we really want to honor Dan's memory and his vision for the ministry by raising money. So um, the the goal here at the ministry to is to expose Jesus for who he is, what he means, and all he can do. And you hear me talk a lot about our dual purpose here is to defund the kingdom of darkness by teaching you how to invest biblically responsibly and to fund the kingdom of light. And Dan so many times talked about financial issues being raised up to be a megaphone for the support of other ministries. And you hear us talk about all of the great opportunities to support India Partners that does a great job of bringing the gospel to unreached people groups and to preborn um, here in the States as they support women in crisis pregnancies, which has become more and more and more important since the repeal uh, of Roe v. Wade. So, We don't want you to stop funding those ministries, but we are asking that you consider financial issues as well. You know, if there was any one thing that Dan was not that great at, it was asking for money for this ministry. But if you remember last year, last September, he he did a push at the end of the year and asked you to support and 
uh, you all supported big to the tune of $200,000, which was an amazing blessing to this ministry. And, you know, I think it was really um, God coming in and making provision for what he already knew what what was coming, which was that he was going to call Dan home to be with him in uh, March of this year. So, you know, it really put the ministry in a good place to be able to continue all of the work that the Lord had built, the foundation that the Lord had built through Dan. Our goal this year is just to raise half of that. So to raise $100,000 is what we're hoping to do. And, um, you know, we do want to share with you that we have lost some ground. You know, the obviously the the ministry has has come under attack with the loss of Dan. It's just been a, a little bit of a a hard transition, you know, but the Lord is faithful and he has been here through all of it. It is there's nothing like a, a tragedy to really grow your faith and to really cause you to step out and trust the Lord. And that's what we've all done here at the ministry. As we've pressed on, you know, we've sought the Lord in prayer. We've sought His wisdom and His direction. So, you know, we have lost some ground. We've lost um, quite a bit of our partnership. We've lost uh, radio stations. If you're listening to us on an alternate way, if you used to listen to us on the radio, we just encourage you to reach back out and contact those radio stations. Um, So many of you have found us other ways, and we're grateful for that. But we just want to encourage you to encourage them to put the, the program back on. So we just ask, you know, would you consider prayerfully coming alongside of us again? Will you help us to turn up our microphone for truth? That's what Dan so many times called this ministry was a mega, the megaphone of financial issues. And Dan ended every show, and I've continued in that tradition to say, let us be found good and faithful stewards, because that's what the S in financial issues, stewardship ministries, is, is to teach us and remind us how to be faithful servants and good stewards of um, all that uh, the Lord has trusted us with. So anyone who has listened to the show for a long time uh, knows that Dan would, or if you met Dan in, in person, got to see him at a town hall meeting and asked him you know, how you could pray, because prayer is a good um stewardship use of your time, right? We only have so many. We're all given the same amount of time every day, and we're called to steward that resource too. So as people would ask Dan how they could pray for him in the ministry, he always said, pray that I could be found as a son of Issachar. Uh, Those were men who, according to 1 Chronicles, understood the times. So we ask that you continue to pray that for the ministry, um, for the news, for me, um, for the people that are helping me work on the the investment strategy that we might be found as sons and daughters of Issachar. So we have created a Son, Son of Issachar shirt in honor of Dan. And if you make a donation through FISM.TV, you're going to be able to, to, you'll get sent one of these shirts, and it's a great way to to honor Dan. So you can also make gifts of stock to the ministry if you're doing some rebalancing in your portfolio and you have some capital gains there that you may not want to realize, you can donate stocks to the ministry. You can contact Pat at FISM.TV to get the instructions on how to do that. If you do make a gift with through of stock or through your QCD, if you send directly from your IRA, please contact Pat and let her know that, so that we can get you out that shirt. Well, folks, we're going to be back. We're going to continue on. If you have a testimony or an encouragement about how this ministry has helped you, we'd love to hear it today. Never be without quality, God-honoring entertainment. Always at your fingertips and within your view. In your home and on the go. You'll never be without FISM TV. Watch Financial Issues. Outspoken. FISM News and more God-honoring TV right where you are. Tune in to FISM TV anywhere, anytime.
I pray that in these trying times that I can lead him in a way that I know will leave a godly imprint on his heart forever. And, and to show, show her how to live a life that is pure. I want her to understand how precious life is and to, to take, take care of his body. To eat right and exercise and understand that his body is a temple, temple of, of God. God. I pray that our family will love Jesus, read his word daily, and obey his teaching. The values that we share should guide us in the way that we invest. Make sure that you are investing in companies whose policies and practices align with pro-life, pro-family values. Visit thetimothyplan.com or call for more information. Advance the kingdom in the way that you invest. I got to hear how strong her heartbeat was. I was like, I felt like she was supposed to be here. And it didn't matter what anybody else told me. And all that mattered was that I was blessed with the ability to carry a life inside of my body. And that baby was supposed to be here for something. And that was all that mattered. This is the story of a young lady who decided to keep her baby after hearing her baby's beautiful heartbeat on ultrasound. The Ministry of Preborn provides ultrasounds for pregnancy centers across America for free. When an abortion-minded woman hears her baby's heartbeat on ultrasound, she is 80% more likely to keep her baby. And the story doesn't end there. Your gift of $140 will cover the cost of five ultrasounds. All donations are tax deductible. You can help save a baby's life right here in America by donating to Preborn. To donate, dial pound 250 keyword baby, pound 250 baby, or donate securely at preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Do you know what you are supporting when you purchase mutual funds and stocks? Think about it. When you invest in a company, you make a decision to support the things that that company supports. And it may not be things that you agree with. We had no idea that we were supporting things like abortion, gambling, and pornography. Thanks to financial issues, we have changed all of that and have never felt better about our money. We are honoring God. The best decision we have ever made. Financial Issues is a ministry teaching people like you how to invest biblically, responsibly, keeping your investments clear of companies that may support an ungodly agenda. Grow your money God's way. Learn more by going to financialissues.org. Become a partner. Honor God and take control of your finances. Financialissues.org. Now, back to Financial Issues Week in Review. Well, folks, welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. Um, we've got so many things going on in this world. We have an election coming up, if you haven't heard. Uh, midterm elections coming up this November, and it is becoming increasingly more and more important that we get prepared and we get out and we make our voices heard. So over the weekend, or, or last week, uh, President Biden has been really ramping up his anti-MAGA rhetoric. And um, over the weekend, President Trump had a response to it. But let's take a look at a story that FISM News did last week about uh, Biden's anti-MAGA rhetoric. In Philadelphia, President Biden gave his first primetime address in months. In the speech, Biden spoke about the soul of America and also continued his attacks on so-called MAGA Republicans. He said Trump supporters, quote, represent an extremist ideology that threatens the very foundations of our republic. He remarked, his remarks come only a week after calling Trump supporters semi-fascists. Take a look. Equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Hmm. Campaign for the soul of America. I just want to keep this in the forefront of your minds. Um, this, is, this was his campaign slogan. This was the battle for the soul of America. And now that he, quote unquote, won the election and we're seeing his agenda unfold, 
look at what all is happening. You know, we have Roe v. Wade, which is overturned, which is a holdover. This is a um, a good side effect from the Trump administration that just happens to to come true under the Biden administration. But look at the pushback. Look at the fight. Look at it being ramped up. You know, you have uh, search engines like Google who want to put out disclaimers if you go to search for crisis pregnancy centers. They want to make sure that you find the abortion centers and not not get all of that disinformation that you would get at a crisis pregnancy center where somebody would actually tell you that life is precious, your life and your unborn child's life are precious, and that there are other ways than killing a baby to deal with your crisis pregnancy. Um the LGBTQ agenda, you know, we're indoctrinating kids. There's so many things that are happening. All of these hospitals that are doing transgender surgeries on minors and the puberty blockers. And it's just, you know, it was a battle for the soul of America. And now, I mean, did you did you see that blood red backdrop? I mean, that was pretty eerie, <laughs> if you ask me. It just is a... Um, you know, it's a visual and a verbal warning of what is to come. Folks, we have to listen with our spiritual ears and we have to look with our spiritual eyes to make sure that we don't lose this battle for the soul of America. And, you know, calling MAGA, and he's 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 really coined this term now, MAGA Republicans, MAGA extremists. He's doing exactly what Dan said he was doing so long ago, where he's trying to marginalize not only Christians, but he's trying to marginalize now these MAGA Republicans, calling them enemies of the state. Listen up, folks. He's he's outlining his agenda right there. You know, there's no, it's no... Coincidence that we're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents and we're asking them to be willing to carry a gun and use deadly force if necessary. For what? Deadly force to, to pay your taxes? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And we're seeing the FBI become weaponized. You know, thank goodness over the weekend we did get an update where they are going to allow a special, um, I forget what they call it, a special counsel or mediator to be appointed for Donald Trump, you know, which is a little bit of good news. But, you know, this attack on MAGA Republicans and Christians and um, Donald Trump is only increasing support for him. You know, it's Donald Trump loves America. He loves freedom. He doesn't want to be our God. He doesn't want to do what the Biden administration is accusing him of doing as being a dictator. No, he wants to preserve the freedoms that God gave America so that people can live free and live prosperous. I mean, that's what Jesus came to do was to was to give us life and to give it abundantly. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's what the other side is trying to do. That one of the oldest tactics in the book, military uh, tactics, is to divide and conquer, and that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing. Even though. When he ran for office, he talked about unifying the country and bringing together this country that Donald Trump divided. Well, he's not doing a very good job of unifying the country by calling more than 70 million Trump voters semi-fascist and extremist. All he's doing is creating more division. Shanna, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's so important to realize what the language is there. That when Biden says MAGA Republicans, he's not talking about the far extreme right, racist, neo-Nazi, KKK people. He's talking about people like us, people who are conservative. So he's trying to villainize people like us to get his agenda across. It's really important for us to realize that, I think. It is. It's very important for us to realize that, you know, and the far extreme, what we would really consider the extreme groups that you just, the KKK and, you know, all of those groups like that, they really aren't MAGA. That's not, they are not interested in making America great again. You are always going to have these fringe groups that are out there spewing hate and things like that. That is not, that is not Donald Trump's MAGA. 
that is, you know, that is just not it. He's trying to Amen. say that this uh, larger group, people who really love the country, want freedom, want a good business environment, want lower taxes, want smaller government, all of those things, he's trying to project the, the extreme groups as being the the bigger group. And that's just that's just not it. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words a little bit, but I think you you get the point there. Well, folks, I hope you get our weekly newsletter. Um, it is a free newsletter and it will give you all of a summary of all of the economic news that has happened during the week. It'll give you the headlines so you can just graze over those and uh, glean uh, an overview of what's happening in the economy. But you can also dig deeper by clicking on those links. And it's a free newsletter. Um, you won't get requests from us, even though we're in a campaign right now to, tr- to end our year strong. We're trying to raise $100,000 for the ministry so that we can end the year strong and start out strong. It doesn't cost you anything to get the newsletter. You just have to sign up to get it. And it's got a lot of great content in there. So in economic news, the uh, ISM Services PMI for August came out and it unexpectedly edged a little bit higher to 56.9, beating forecast for 55. So this index tracks variables such as sales, employment, inventories, and prices. A reading above 50 indicates that the service sector is generally expanding and below 50 that it's declining. So that is a little bit of good news. Um, it, it lends to the idea that we could still have somewhat of a soft landing. The uh, chairman of the ISM said that there are still some supply chain issues, logistics and cost improvements. However, material shortages still remain a challenge. So, um, you know, we still do have a chip shortage and other uh, raw material shortages that are really kind of a a hangover from COVID. But uh, those things are starting to or continuing to resolve themselves. In housing, the 30-year mortgage rate inched up to 5.94%, even though it was even a little bit higher than that, over 6%. In fact, 6.25% at some point during the last week. To put that in perspective, one year ago, it was at 2.95. So mortgage rates are about 100% higher than where they were just a year ago. So this is starting to put some pressure on the housing market, a housing market that has been very, very strong and is still strong. But we're finally starting to see some home prices fall. That's a good thing. It's not like 2007, 2008. Um, It's a much different story in the housing market. Um, Inventories are starting to increase a little bit because those mortgage rates are making the payments a lot higher. But we're still nowhere with inventory um, near the pre-COVID levels. So in the job front, an interesting note, two to four million people are expected to not return to the workforce, at least anytime soon, because of long covid So that's an interesting thing. We keep saying that the participation rate needs to increase, and it does. On the manufacturing front, you know, we've we've saw some numbers. I took a peek at the numbers and they seemed okay. The national average for gas is now somewhere around 380, 381, something like that. But we do have a return to the office this week. So many people are being called back in. This is their first day back after all of the COVID stuff. And so we're gonna see an increase. In increased demand for gasoline as people are starting to commute again. This is going to kind of offset the end of the summer driving season where demand typically increases. So I, w- I would expect to see a little bit of a stall out in that uh, decrease in the national average that we've been seeing. So let's go right to Bonnie. Bonnie's calling from Virginia. Hi, Shanna. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I am calling. I Well, I want to encourage you. I thank you so much for the ministry, and you're doing a wonderful job carrying on for Dan. And I just so appreciate um, FISM and all that you stand for. So thank you. Thanks for that encouragement. Um, question about IT91. I've read some articles. I kind of know what's going on. I know it's still on the buy list, and I was wondering, is it okay to dollar cost average, or should I hold off 
for a bit? Do you know kind of how the company's doing? Yeah, so we still have a really great out, uh, long-term outlook for the company, or else we would have taken it off the buy list already. What I would say as to should you average down in it, um, the first thing that you're going to want to look at is your allocation toward the sector overall. If you're overweighted in the sector by a lot, I would hold off. The next thing that I would look at is your diversification within the sub the sector. So look at the subsector, pay attention to those things. And as long as you're not uh, overweighted in that, then I think it would be a good idea. I can't say that it won't go down any further. Um, you could wait if you want, but um, it is still on the buy list. So that means we think it's good for new money. Okay, great. Thank you. That's so helpful. And you have a blessed day. Great. Thanks for calling, Bonnie. I'm Shanna Burt with Financial Issues, and we'll be back right after this. American Family Association President Tim Wildman. Why does AFA exist? Well, we're here to inform, equip, and activate individuals and families to transform the culture. We want to make an impact on our country for Christ. That's the reason my dad, Don Wildman, started this ministry 40-plus years ago. Dad was concerned about the direction America was headed, and he was determined to do something about it. Maybe that describes you today. If it does, I want to strongly encourage you to consider a charitable gift annuity to American Family Association Foundation. This will benefit you, and it will ensure that we stay in the fight for a long, long time to come. That's the AFA Foundation. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Securities offered through GA Repl and Company, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only, and do not necessarily represent those of GA Repl or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it, and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan. Well, welcome back to Financial Issues. I am Shanna Burt, and we are in the question and answer part of the show. I just wanted to mention to you that we are doing a campaign to finish out our financial year strong here at Financial Issues, and where our goal is to raise $100,000. If you go and uh, make a donation on our website, financialissues.org, there's a banner there that says Sons of Issachar. And if you make a donation through that link, you will be sent a Sons of Issachar shirt. So let's go right to Cecilia. Cecilia's calling us from Florida. Good morning, Shana. Thanks for taking my call. The last few days you've been talked about using your IRA for charitable giving. Now, years ago, a couple years ago, Dan told me to get a checkbook attached to my IRA account for my charitable giving. I can do it from my home, just write the check uh, and give it to them. Is that still okay to do that? Yes, that's still that's still a good idea to do. You're still giving directly. The money's coming directly from the IRA account, so it should work just fine. Now, one of the things that you would want to do, and it sounds like you probably are, are used to doing it, but you would want to check if, if somebody's going to do it new for the first time, check with your brokerage to see if they're going to hold out any taxes, if there's some kind of default, or if you need to let them know um, what to do there because they it is they do count it as a distribution. They don't know if you're writing a check to the grocery store or to a ministry, so um, you may just want to check with them on that. Okay, all right, we'll do. All right, I just wanted to check and, and make sure I'm still on track. Thank you, thank you. You're Have doing a, a great day. job. Thanks for calling. No. All right, let's go to Jim. Jim's calling from South Carolina. Uh, yeah, good morning, Shanna. Um, I've been a partner for a couple of years, um, and I had two, a comment and a question. A comment is, or an exhortation is, to, if you're doing QCDs, uh, qualified charitable distributions, I think it is. Anyway, uh, especially from, I'm doing it from my IRA, uh, and I've got required minimum distributions. But in any case, uh, I'm encouraging people to go ahead and do it early. Uh, now, now Dan's... <laughs> system that you get a quick response he he was very quick and i'm sure you're maintaining that but 
some of the contributions I made last year, um, got, I made them in late December and they got delayed into this year. And then it doesn't show up on your 1099. It's, it, it gets messy. So I'm just encouraging you people to, even though it's only September, just go ahead and make them, make it easier on your broker and, and yourself potentially. <laughs> yeah, so that's good advice. That's my comment. Um, I got a question. This is about a constructing a trust that just being funded. My mother passed away and uh, <clears throat> she left the trust. Uh, anyway, the, the trust, uh, the major part of the trust is for a family member who's living overseas and their life expectancy we think is, you know, estimated 20 years. So it's $300,000 that we would like to, I have a co-trustee that we'd like to last 20 years. And I've constructed in my head a, a portfolio, which kind of fits the co-trustee's uh, um, opinion too, I think, I hope anyway. So one third of it we would keep as an emergency fund, uh, basically just money market in case there's a, a medical emergency or some <clears throat> something like that where they need to be evacuated or, or whatever. <clears throat> and the other one third would be a ladder of uh, certificates of deposit, um, which um, <clears throat> actually are yielding something these days. They're, you know, they were yielding essentially nothing until recently. Um, <clears throat> and then the last one third would be equities. And what I propose is to put about 20% in uh, TPHE and the other $80,000, basically, and keep it round numbers, um, in blue or blue-yellow uh, income stocks. Uh, but my question is, how fast to fund that? I mean, should I do this kind of immediately? It's almost, it ha- there's almost no equities in there right now, maybe you know, 10% equities. Um, <clears throat> so how fast and, and, uh, and also your opinion on that plan? <laughs> Are they taking income right now? Yes, um, about $800 a month right now. And and that's a significant part of their uh, income. Okay. <clears throat> so because they are taking income, there is a need to get some income generated there. And so I would say do it over six months. Take it and divide the cash that you have now over the next six months and go in. You're really, you know, I, I think it sounds fun, the strategy that you've come up with, you know, make sure that the money that is in cash is really liquid, that there's no volatility to that part of it. And then you could even use some of the inflation protected. Um, I would use maybe a chunk of the portion that you're going to do the laddered CDs with, with some of the inflation protected. That's going to give you um, a little bit better yield maybe than, than some of the things that you can get. I probably wouldn't go longer than five years in the laddered CD, if even that. It just depends on on what you're going to be able to find. You know, with the yield curve inverted right now, shorter term is uh, paying a higher rate. So that is a little counterproductive to, to building a laddered uh, CD portfolio right now because normally you're, you're renewing at the higher longer-term rate. The longer-term rate right now is lower. So um, I I probably would back up and not go any longer than three years. Just do a a three-year laddered CD with some of the inflation protected. But, you know, you're going to need to get that money invested. I think everything that you said is right on point, looking for those foundational, for those blue stocks that are going to give you the the income that the beneficiary needs. Okay, great. That that gives me a timeline and also that really good advice about the ladder to He's keeping uh, going out three years at the max for right now. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> the inflation protected, a uh, little bit disappointing in terms of their recent returns, but that's just, I guess, the way, because of the way the bond market has moved this year. But, but it uh, is still, still on the buy list. So we're, we're, we'll hold, we'll keep the faith on that. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. <clears throat> well, thanks right. for calling. Take and care. and I really appreciate uh, Jim's comments on the QCDs. Um, a QCD, folks, if you didn't know, is a qualified charitable distribution. And if you're 70 and a half years old, whether or not you have a required minimum distribution since they moved that age to 72 now, 
um, as long as you're 70 and a half, as long as the rules still stand and continue going forward, you can give directly from your IRA. And you want to make sure that you do that ahead of time. As we get close to the year end, especially as we get into December, there are the holidays. So many uh, people take vacations during those times. So brokerage firms will usually issue uh, guaranteed deadlines for processing. And that typically falls somewhere between the first and second week of December. So I encourage you to to get that done now. We're getting toward the end of the year. And, you know, if you do all of your giving at year end or, you know, or the beginning of the year, whatever that might look like for you, the only way to get money out of your IRA and pay zero taxes on it is to give it away. So if you're already doing giving, this gives you an effective increase in your cash flow right away. What do I mean by that? Well, for example, let's say that you give $10,000 a year and you're in the 22% tax bracket. Well, if you take that money out, that $10,000 out and pay 22% on it, then you've got $7,800 left to give. Um, If you just say, I'm going to give $10,000 directly from my IRA, that $10,000 comes out and you owe no taxes on it. So you've saved yourself roughly $2,200 in taxes and you're not doing your giving out of your cash. So you see that immediate bump up in your cash flow right there. And you're also reducing your qualified accounts by the amount that you give. So the risk to qualified accounts is because you're not ever getting out of paying taxes on that unless you give it. Um, but your the risk to qualified money, IRAs, 401ks, retirement plans, is the threat of higher taxes in the future, which I think is a real reality. And two, the risk of regulation, because the government makes made those accounts, created those accounts, they get to make the rules concerning those accounts, and they can and they do change them. So um, if you're like a lot of Americans who have saved diligently in their uh, employer-sponsored plans, a large part of your liquid wealth may reside in those qualified accounts, and it would behoove you to come up with a plan to reduce that. And that's one great way to do it. But And there's there's just a few requirements. You've got to be 70 and a half. You've got to make the distribution directly from the IRA account. It can't come to you and then you send it. It has to be made out to the uh, nonprofit of your choosing and it has to be um, sent to them. So you could actually have them send you the check as long as it's made out to the ministry and then you get it. Now, the other important thing, there are two things on the, that are important on the back side of that is one, you have to make sure that you uh, report it correctly on your tax return. So indeed, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Your 1099 will show the total amount distributed, whether it was given to you or given away. It's up to you to record that as which part was taxable and which part was not, and to retain your records for that. The other part of that is to notify the ministry because um, a lot of times they'll just get the check. They won't know who it came from or anything else like that. If you're doing your giving anonymously, that's a great way to do anonymous giving. But um, if you do, if they are tracking your contributions or something like that, and you want them to know that it's coming, then you do need to notify them. Well, folks, we're coming up on a break here, and then we're going to be right back with some more question and answer uh, things about the economy, the market, and your portfolio. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Shanna Burt with Financial Issues. All throughout the red light district in India, women are trapped in a cycle of survival through prostitution. But they're not alone. Their children are there, hiding in back alleys, under a bed, or asleep in a room not far from the drugs and brothels outside. Five million of these children are trapped in the red light districts of India, at a high risk of being abused or used in the trade themselves. But India Partners has made a way for you to rescue these children and relocate them to a safe, clean home in a safe neighborhood where not only their physical needs will be provided for, but they'll be introduced to the love of Jesus. And hopefully, with these resources, both the child and their mother can escape the sex trade and start a new life outside the red light district. Just $62 will provide a week of safety for one of these children, and $275 will provide for a whole month. Visit indiapartners.org to see how your 
your gift can reach into the red light district and provide days of safety for one of these 5 million children. Have you ever thought about banking with a credit union instead of a traditional bank? Not really, but I think my parents have a credit union account. Do you know the difference between a bank and a credit union? Mm, no. Banks are owned by stockholders, so they do their best to make profits for them. But credit unions are owned by their members, and the members see their profits through lower rates and higher interest on savings accounts. And at Christian Community Credit Union, our mission is to help members and ministries become better stewards and achieve their financial goals. Our mobile and tablet apps provide easy, safe, and convenient banking. It's like banking at your fingertips 24/7. When you bank with us, you're banking with someone who shares your faith and values. To get started today, visit us online at myccu.com. Christian Community Credit Union. Your money building God's kingdom. People are talking a lot about healthcare these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of his people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of more than 150,000 members who are sharing over $13 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this program do not necessarily represent the opinions of the station or any of the program sponsors. Additionally, all products or services offered by the program sponsors may not be known by the program. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for tuning in with us today here at Financial Issues. And um, I just encourage you, don't get caught up in the day-to-day of what's happening in the market. We recommend a long-term strategy here at the ministry. And if you don't know what we're about, um, one of the main things that we do is we teach you how to build your own portfolio in a biblically responsible way, to take a long-term approach to the markets and to investing. We don't really invest in the market because the market contains so many companies that are not biblically responsible, and we're trying to avoid that because we don't want to use any of the money that God has trusted us with to support ungodly agendas like the support of abortion, pornography, the LGBTQ agenda, all of those things that the enemy uses to steal, to kill, and destroy in our lives. So um, check that out. If you're not a partner, consider becoming one. It's very cost-effective. I'm not going to say it's cheap because what you get is so valuable. It costs so much money to do the research that we do um, to all of the time and talent that's donated to this ministry um, is very, very valuable. So it only costs you, though, $85 a year to be a partner, and you get access to our buy and sell list. You get access to our asset allocation models and a plethora of information on the partner website. There are so many videos that you can watch, and they're in small bite-sized chunks. So you can watch it. You can uh, learn little by little, which is a scriptural principle, right? So you can learn how to be your own portfolio manager and and how to do that. So you can, for just $124 a year, you can be a prime partner where you get access to the portfolio tracker. So if you are actually managing your own portfolio, you really need that. You need to be a prime partner. If maybe you're you're just, you know, uh, supporting the ministry, want to hear, want to listen to the partner conference calls, you could come in at the $85 a year level, even if you don't intend to manage your own portfolio. So we just encourage you to check that out. And you can find this at financialissues.org. Well, let's go right back to calls. We've got John Collin from Arkansas. Hi, John. Hi, Shannon. Thank you for your ministry. 
Here's my question. I'm giving uh, through my IRA to charitable giving. That means I'm getting more cash, as you mentioned. And that's what really prompted my call. You said I'll have more cash uh, just from my not giving it, paying tithe through my check, let's say. At the end of the year, that's going to increase my income. So if I'm giving $500 a month, let's say, to, out of my IRA to giving, now I'm getting $500 a month more in my cash. At the end of the year, I'll have $6,000 more income that I'll have to pay taxes on. Have you got any suggestions about that? Well, your income really shouldn't change because let's say that your income is coming from a a job that's already being taxed, or maybe your income was coming from an IRA distribution, or maybe your income was coming from Social Security, whatever that income source was, it's it was already being taxed. So it doesn't create an additional tax burden for you. It just creates additional cash flow. Don't I have to count that as income? If I was paying tithe on it, I could take it off at the end of the year. For charitable giving, right? So if you if you are itemizing, it's uh, most people don't right. itemize these days just because you have to have the standard deduction if you're married is somewhere over twenty four thousand dollars, and what you can include there um, is giving, of course, um, state and local taxes. Um, some medical right. expenses if they meet some criteria. So most people don't have enough itemized deductions that they and so they use the standard deduction. So this is a way to get money um, over and above that standard deduction because if you're using the standard deduction, you get to pay zero percent tax on that, and then there's a line on your tax return where you can. Um, denote that you've given through qualified charitable distributions. But you're right. You cannot count it twice. Okay. So that's still my income is still going to be increased at the end of the year because I'm not giving that to the church. If you are itemizing, if you are itemizing, yes. So what, you got any suggestions on how to not, what can I do with that extra income? Is the IRA tax, the money, is it higher or lower than it would be regular taxes? It's the same. It just counts as ordinary income. So all of the income that you're getting from other places is the taxability of that doesn't change. Okay. So I'm going to be taxed on this. I just need to figure out how to give more. (laughs) I can give from, from the IRA as well as from my earnings. Yeah, you can. You you could you could do both. If you itemize, if you're over and above that twenty four thousand dollars, then you know you you'll really have to do some consideration into to how you're doing it. Okay, but the taxes are the same from the IRA. If I was mm-hmm. withdrawing it as well as okay, okay. Well, that helps me. Thank you so much. All right, great. Thanks for calling and thanks for being a partner. All right, Seth. What do we have on? Uh, from the partner side. It's good stuff here, Shannon. Let's start with Dennis asking a great question. He said, I tried to read and understand how dollar cost averaging works, but it seems foreign to me. Can you break it down very simply, maybe with an example? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll use a Southern example here in Texas. You know, right. Everybody has cows and horses and oil wells in their backyard. So just bear with me a little bit. So there's this story of this guy that went into the cow business and, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of money to start. So he just decided that he was going to take a hundred dollars and go down and buy as many cows as he could with that hundred dollars and build his herd over time. So the first month he goes down, the price of a cow is a hundred dollars. So he buys one cow. The next month he goes back, the price of a cow is down to $50. And so he's like, well, what's going on? There must be a two-for-one sale. So he gives them his $100, same amount of money, and he gets two cows. Well, the next month he goes back and he sees that the price of a cow is down to $25. And he says, oh, something terrible must be going on here. There must be you know, mad cow disease or, you know, something happening. So he still gives him his $100 and he gets four cows. And he says, you know, I'm just not so sure if this is the right business for me to be in, but I can't, I can't sell them now because I'm going to lose money on it. So I'm going to wait until the price of a cow gets back to 100. Then I'm going to sell all my cows. So he goes back in the fourth month, the price of a cow is back up to $50. He gives him his $100. He gets his two cows. 
And then the next month, he goes back, the price of the cows back to $100, and he buys his one cow. Well, he goes home, and he remembers what he said when the price went down to 25 So he gets all of his cows, and he takes them back down to market, and he sells them at $100 a cow. So during this five-month period, he had invested $500, and he had accumulated 10 cows. So he had invested $500. He just sold 10 cows for $100 a piece, and he made $500. So the way that dollar cost averaging works is when you're um, putting in a set amount of money at regular intervals, regardless of what the price is, over time, you end up with a lower average share cost. And so that is, I hope that helps, but that's dollar cost averaging in a nutshell. Shanna, blessed and highly favored among women are you for explaining that simply. That was awesome. <laughs> a guy like me, and I'm sure Dennis is feeling this way too, need it simply. So that is great. Thank you. And yeah. I love the Southern example, by the way. That's cool. <laughs> Brett is asking, earlier this year, we decided to stop funding our Roth IRA accounts, him and his wife. Instead, we are now putting that money into a non-qualified account. Dan recommended at the time to do 60% in TPLE and 40% in TPHE. We're doing 400 per week at this time. We have most of our IRA money in Timothy Mutual funds, but also building a separate stock portfolio. Both need to be rebalanced. Uh, Hoping to not use any of this money in the next five to 10 years. Do you think this is still a good strategy or should we buy differently? And he's 64 years old. So this is a great example of that dollar cost averaging that we just talked about, putting in a set amount of money um, every single week or month or, or whatever it is into those strategies, I think it's still fine. What I prefer, though, is to pick one allocation model. So it makes it just a little bit more cumbersome if you're trying to do the Timothy strategy. And I understand if maybe you have a retirement account and that's that's all you can choose in there if you're doing the mutual funds and ETFs there and then you're doing stocks elsewhere. But it's really a better idea to have one strategy. And if you're going to use uh, individual stocks, pick the investment strategy and use that on your portfolio tracker. And you want to put all of your accounts, all of your holdings um, in that one page so that you see what where the percentages are. You're still going to use some of the Timothy funds. You're still going to use some of the ETFs, but it really helps to uh, simplify things and use one strategy there. Well, folks, I know we didn't get to a lot of the Ask Shanna questions and... um, We're going to continue to do that. But just remember, we are uh, kicking off a campaign. The Legacy Campaign is what we're calling it to honor Dan's memory and the vision that he had with this ministry. The Lord built a great foundation through Dan. He donated so much of his time, his talent, and his own treasure to make this ministry what God called him to make it. And we want to build on that foundation and we want to do it in the same way that he did. We don't want to take on any debt. We want to uh, have the ministry funded by those who God moves on their hearts. So we just ask you to pray about it. And as Dan would always end the show, tell us to be found a good and faithful steward with the things that God has given us because they all belong to him. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. If you like what you're hearing right now, you're going to love going to the website FISM.TV. FISM.TV is the home of nationally syndicated TV, radio, and podcasts, Financial Issues with Shanna Burt. But it's also home to the engaging history program, A Moment in History, and the news show FISM News, along with a whole slew of exciting and original programs that are all biblically based. So keep listening to this show right here and right now, but later when you're done, go visit our website. It's FISM.TV to learn more about this show and plenty more. Again, FISM.TV.